Hello, and welcome into episode 64 of Bourbon and Bad Opinions, where what we're drinking is still slightly better than what we're thinking. I'm Carrie. Social distancing with Rob. Dave. Sean. Hello, people with better sound. How are y'all? Yes, much better sound today. Chad. Howdy. And actually, I am not social distancing from John, who is sitting very close to me on my right. But, you know, what can you do? Ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy, as always. Uh, so, yeah, I don't even know what day of, of this quarantine thing that we're on. I've kind of lost total track of that. Uh, does anybody have a day? I'm on day 30 of mine. Yeah, Same here. You started or more, actually. You two, so, you two started before me and Sean did. Yeah, we started. So on the, we started on the thirteenth of uh, of um, March, as far as where I work. Yeah, so it means Carrie and I are probably on what day twenty three or so. Yeah, I started right after our spring break, so probably well, my first day was interestingly enough the thirteenth. Rob, I was just looking at that. Okay, of March as well. Yeah, so oh, we sorry. we worked that Friday. Yeah. John, what day of quarantine are you on? I'll let you know when <laughs> it starts. Thanks. And thanks to all you we, bitches out there shopping. No, no, John. Thank you for all the services you That's provide right. thank for you. our country. You. you are my hero, sir. Yeah. Tell me when, <laughs> Tell me that when your copay went up. Tell me about it. Just remember that shit then. <laughs> so, John, we can talk a little bit about what's been going on at your place of business um, because you have in, had enacted some... Uh, some new rules and regulations, which people apparently are just really happy about. Oh, it was, well, it's it's been a big week, been a big week. We um we started seeing the masks generally the last time we spoke a couple weeks ago. There were it was a, it was rare to see people with masks, and they were the outliers. As of today, the people without masks are the outliers. Um, we've gone from closing entrances, limiting the number of entrances. We then went to the, we actually started a little ahead of the curve on the um, limiting the number of people per party that could enter the store. That was the, the local county health department that did that. I'd like to thank them. It may have been the right policy, but it was, it's always great to be the first one sticking your neck out there. So that was a lot of fun for everybody involved. Um, we're paying police officers to stand outside the door to break up fights. That's been a lot of fun. Oh, it's been really well, well spent. Golly. They installed some sneeze guards, so that happened. Friday, they started taking temperatures, so before you start your shift, you have to go through a battery of questions and have your temperature taken, and then you so, get, that allows you to then clock in and continue your shift. Um, huh, that, what that, else? That, that, that's a good one. So do you have to take sick time if you fail that test sir uh, if you have it if you have a temperature over 100.0 you are kicked out for seven days um you cannot return to work for seven days and you have been 72 hours fever free without the aid of prescription drugs or any drugs um you for that seven day period of time you're paid for whatever shifts you would have been scheduled okay. in that period um but then after that you, you've always had the option to take time out um, right. Just by requesting it, but you only get paid if you use your your P, what we call PTO. Um, right, personal time off. Yeah, yeah. So we we lump everything into one. So in order to be, if you choose voluntarily to be paid to 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 have time off, then you have to pay yourself, or you do that without pay. If you're kicked out because of the temperature thing, they'll pay you for seven up to seven days, 
and anything beyond that you have to then apply to to continuation have a continuation of that uh interesting that option there so it's been a lot of fun it's a lot of people can't follow arrows on the floor i guess it's the first time yeah. they've ever queued up for anything in their life people are not we are not british Mm-mm. the like, british do queues that. we don't yeah. do queues Real talk here, John. Like, I'm considered essential as well, but I could work from anywhere in the world based on the line of work that I do. So have you, have you started to get nervous? Have you, like, you, do you worry about being in the, around the public all the time now? I, no, I don't. Um, that could be naive, but it's, I figure it's out there. At some point, we're going to get exposed to it. It's just sort of a matter of time. Um, yeah. It's... One of the big things is we're just truthfully we're we're sort of this is the this is the bad part is people are the worst and we're hoping that they don't come into the store if they are ill but nobody believes right. that's going to happen. We've just had a lot of people. We do offer a curbside option now where you can pick up the goods and that kind of thing, ordering them ahead, and we've had some people doing that, um, and that's been better. But it's it's okay. fascinating to me that how people do this because it's some people don't care, think it's a hoax. And we've had increasing numbers of those people coming up and yelling at us that we're doing anything and it's all a big conspiracy and that kind of crap. And then we've had some people who want something taken to their car so they don't have to enter the store, but then they'll go to the extreme of, I don't want anything paper, I'm not signing anything, I don't care about my my credit card number, you can take it over the phone. And I want everything oh, wow. put like in the, <laughs> in the back of the trunk, nothing can be touched, that kind of thing. So it's, we had one dude who wanted wanted us to leave everything on top of his hood, and I guess he sat in the parking lot for a little while and thought that was going to help in the sunlight. So, well, actually, he's as you know, he's not too far off with viruses. I mean, this thing is uh, it's it's part of DNA RNA actually wrapped in lipid, which does not do well with UVC light. True. Um, I don't trust. I don't yeah. trust three minutes on the, the hood of a, no, no. an F-150 oh, is going to take care of that. But, <laughs> well, hey, <listen. laughs> but, but John, it does die at 150 degrees. So if that truck was running and that hood was hotter than 150 degrees, open it up, stick it on there. See, it's global warming. It's your friend now all of a sudden. Yeah, I know. Who um, knew? Here's another real talk thing since we're kind of doing this. This mask thing has me a bit concerned. And the real reason is for our other show, Talking Bourbon. But... Given my what I look like, I am very I, concerned about wearing a mask in public. I have, I have noticed. That. I have noticed mentioned that on on a lot of social media feeds. Uh, interesting take. Yeah, I mean it, it, that's all I want to say. So I'm kind of air with it or not. I just if I have to go since I'm working from home, I'm up and go early, like right after the old people hour. I'm there yeah. waiting for the old people to come out. But I mean, and then I go and do my thing, and then I, I, I don't go back into the store. So. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a legitimate concern, though. It's it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's one thing I, I would like to point out is um, it just covering a couple of mask points. Number one, it has to be fitted around your mouth and nose. If you wear it below your nose, that does not help. (laughs) If you take it off to yell at me, that does not help. If you (laughs) bitch and moan moan that it fogs up your glasses while you take it off and tell me about how it fogs up your glasses, that does not help. You've essentially wasted your time in taking a mask that could have properly been worn by someone else. Just saying. Yeah, totally. And the craziest thing I've seen, and at first I thought it was like, well, that person's crazy. Well, now I've seen it multiple times. People driving in their cars alone. But with yeah. masks and gloves yes. on. Oh, I saw nice. a couple before, you know, our state has now 
made it so you can only get into essential businesses, one person from the household, with varying exceptions if you're a single, single mom or single dad, I would assume. Uh, but I saw people roll into liquor barn last weekend, a man and a wife, N95 masks on, weed eater glasses, you know, like the, the you know, the yeah. goggles that yeah. you slip on, and gloves. They drove up in the parking <laughs> lot. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what vectors or risks that they think that they've got going on in their car, but it's weird. And I see a lot now. I see women leaving our neighborhood, and men probably too, not specifically talking just about women, but saw a woman just yesterday, got in her car, put on gloves, and put the mask on and started driving. I mean, it's like I, I, I could see maybe, especially if it's a short trip, I mean, you live close to the store that you're going to, you go ahead and gear up before you go. Um, I mean, that's about the only reason I could see doing that. I mean, like me and Sean, it was funny when this first started happening. We sent like dueling pictures. I had like the, the wipes in my car and the and now the hand sanitizer. But that's really all I've been keeping. And every time I come yeah. back from anywhere, I just kind of wipe my hands down and wipe the steering wheel and stuff like that and, and call it a day. Well, and here, here's something interesting, too, is the fact that it's it's really been amazing to kind of see the, and I'm going to use air quotes here that nobody can see, the wealth of knowledge about public health that people think that they have. Oh, <laughs> but, everybody's got um, a PhD oh, yeah. in virology. So, so, like, Chad, to your point, right, people are driving around with gloves on. They go into the store with these, or these rubber gloves or whatever. Then they leave them in the freaking parking lot. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Or they, or they do the dumb I've seen people go to the grocery store and they don their, you know, their um, nitrile gloves and they'll go in and they'll shop and touch everything, pay for everything and come back out and hop back in the car with them. Yes. Exactly. You've done nothing except spread stuff. So yeah. let's, uh, for, let's take a second to just back up. because First of all, people are the worst. That's why they leave all their shit in the parking lot. That's right. that's not an issue of COVID or virology or anything. That's just your jackass. But the second thing is this idea. So the mask doesn't protect any you from anyone. It protects everyone else from you. If you're a carrier, you don't know you have it. The gloves right. are there so that you, because pretend, theoretically you're touching something that is contaminated. You should not put on gloves, drive around, touch everything in the supermarket, pick up all the groceries, pick up all the, the fresh produce, all that kind of stuff. Then get back in your car with these gloves still on, drive around because you've just contaminated your car. If yeah. theoretically you were contaminated your gloves, you've now contaminated your car. So you have to take them yet. off before you yes. get into the car. You have to then use the hand sanitizer, just as Rob points out. And then theoretically your mask could be contaminated. So yes. you have to think about that. And you should have a baggie to put it in outside the car so that you've sealed it up. So in order for you... And then you're still talking about you could have had contamination on your skin or your clothing. So unless yeah, you're going to yes. do that, then there's a point at which something you encountered in public, you're dragging home or at least to the car and that kind of thing. So you have to, it, it's a matter of degrees. Once you start down this path, you, your life can be totally taken over by this, this germaphobe sort of issue. If you weren't before, maybe you are now, but in that situation, you have to think about those, and, and there's a calculated risk. What what risk am I willing to take? Do I want a decontamination exactly. suit? Am I going to change clothes in the Walmart parking lot? Am I going to put some sort of decontamination <laughs> shower? Do I want to hose out my car, put some like an antiviral bomb in my car? Is it worth that? It it just it depends on how far you want to take it. But the contradictions are the things that I see day to day that just it it's painful, but it's entertaining at the same time. I have to do something. Yeah, Chad. And, and, and what. 
I was going to say, yeah, so, so when this started off, like, you know, Jen's always, like, kind of been a germaphobe. I never have. I just assume that you're going to encounter most things. You know, if you get your appropriate vaccinations, you're going to be fine. So this is a new twist for me. So I didn't have any hand sanitizer, and that stuff went quick, you know, because the, the hoarders went out and st- uh, stocked up on it. But, like, a couple days after seeing that, like, I got two bottles in the mail. So shout out to Traverse City Whiskey. I think they're out of uh, na- uh, out of Nashville. They sent me two bottles of hand sanitizer, you know, basically just pure al- alcohol, right? It's like, mm-hmm. like, so now I keep one of those in the trucks. I'm driving around with a bottle of White Dog, but it works quite <laughs> yeah, well, works. right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, Sean, no. what, what were you going to say? Oh, shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Derail. Oh, no, the credit card. Here's the other thing. People had this gloved up, and they put their credit card into the reader, and then they stick their credit card back in their wallet without, like, wiping it down or something. I'm like, dude, you've just contaminated every card in your wallet and your wallet, and you're going to five other stores while you're out masked up like damn Dustin Hoffman in Pandemic or whatever that movie was. <laughs> Yeah, but that's but it's, it raises the question, like you know, like to what John was saying, is like I can't live in that kind of fear. Yeah. It's madness, right? right? Yeah. If you think about the vectors, like of your movement, by the time you leave your house, you go say you just go to one grocery store or one essential store, like the liquor store. The yeah. things you encountered, the thing you walked over stuff, are you taking off your shoes and leaving those right, outside? Right. Are you wiping down everything you got? Are you yeah. you know you touch the bag, bringing it from the car into the house? And then are you wiping down all the products you just got for you? At some point, man, you just got to say, fuck, yeah, I, can't, I can't live like that personally. No. Yeah, yeah right. Rob, like, go ahead. Well, there's a couple things. And, I mean, again, here in Lexington, I, I don't know the exact numbers. But, I mean, you know, we're, we're at about uh, three, 350,000 people. And we're at a couple hundred, three, four hundred that actually have it. So I'm also looking at this from an odds point of view. It's, it's pretty low to begin with. Not saying that it won't increase or will increase, but. I mean, and then if you just do your normal everyday precautions like Chad's talking about, you get back in your car, you wash your hands, you know, I, that's about all I can do uh, because that's about all I'm willing to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm same. It, it's like I, I compare this to like wearing a bicycle helmet. I've never done it. I'm not going to do it. So screw it. I just I, I'm going to go out and I'm going to come home and I'm going to wash my hands. And that's yes. that's probably going to be it, because you can't there's no way that you could take enough precautions to unless just right. Be, right. beyond not leaving your house. Just don't leave. Right. Now, yeah. I do wear I do wear a bicycle helmet because when I was really into riding, I took a header into a curb and cracked the helmet right across the top of my head. So that convinced me of the efficacies of that. So what we're talking about. If I catch something, or if someone close to me catches something, then I will do all that. But until that point, you yeah. can't. You can't live like that. Yeah, no. you, you. Yeah, you absolutely can't. So speaking of, I guess living. Um, besides drinking, <laughs> <laughs> what else are you all doing to stay sane? We'll kind of go around the horn here. Rob, I'll we'll start with you. Um, we've done some outdoor stuff. Uh, we've got a couple projects that we completed. Um. And I've been looking at some other large scale. We had a, a couch in our garage for a couple of years, a really nice couch. Uh, right. We finally got that in. We took the door sort of halfway out. We couldn't get it all the way out. So we took the door halfway out and got the new couch in, uh, which, you know, was, was somewhat of an accomplishment. Some cooking, um, trying to, to watch TV. But I mean, you know, that, that's it. Making the occasional trip out or just going for a drive just to, just to get out of the house. Yeah. Sean, what do you got? Um, kind of the same. Um, 
since everybody's home, all the neighbors around me have dogs. And so to keep down the dog barking parties, I've put some gates on our deck. So the dogs can go outside, but not dash across the yard. That's one project. Um, I've walked. Um, I've kept my routine before I sign into my work computer. I take a 20 minute walk, which is what I did at work. Um, and that's about it. You know, I try to limit my trips out maybe to once, twice a week. Call my mother, see what she needs. Ask the the date, what does she need before we do those things. Um, here's the interesting that's kind of keeping me saying, saying is that my place of work is that we've started making plans to occupy the building, and that is to provide scanning for people because, you know, uh, UK has gone totally online for their summer session. So we've got to figure out how we're going to up our document delivery things. So, you know, reading about copyright and all that kind of stuff right now, that will keep you sane, trust me. <laughs> copyright. But that makes, that, that makes sense because, oh, yeah. yeah, you got you got to let professors know what they can and Sounds can't scan. Yeah, right, John. Chad, what, what have you been up to? Uh, video games. Bonds uh, never looked better. Uh, drinking, of course, still driving, drinking with neighborhood friends, because a lot of us live over here, which, you know, we found, would you say Stasi? Stasi going to get you. Yeah, <laughs> no, no snip, no step on snake, right? Um, still brewing, labeling and waxing beer, because, you know, I'm not going to, not going to stop like living at some exactly. point in time, you know, I, I would never pur- purposely be a threat to anyone. But, like, if I thought I was sick or if I thought I'd been around someone sick, but this encroachment on the liberties, man, is... Uh, mm, sir. It's a bit my, I know it's not the show for that, but it's 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 interesting to see the overreach of government. It's yeah. chapping my ass. Yeah, it's we, chapping my We may ass. talk about that just... We may touch on that just a little bit, maybe. Um, but I guess let's get to what we're, we're drinking. Because, John, you just... You won't, you won't open it. You won't do it. Will you? Well, we, I don't anticipate this is going to be a short-term uh, issue here, so I'm trying to keep one on the back shelf. Okay, so John had pulled this bottle of Blanton's, and then he decided that he wasn't going to open it, and so now what are we drinking? We've chosen to go with the Rowan's Creek. Yeah, that's... that's It was <clears throat> it was open and it was open. on the I shelf. I had it in a while. I decided yeah. I was going to try it again. Yeah, so... Oh, there you go. Well, and I can tell you, besides drinking, um, podcasting has kept me sane on some level. Um, and, right. you know, I don't know. I've been running these horse racing games <laughs> online. Those have been fun. Which, yes, those have been great. If anything, they've amused me. So, But I kind of, John's been able, like, like we said, John's been able to go to work, which, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I wish I didn't have to go to work. Well, do you? Do you now at this point? It, I will say that's one thing that has kept me sane because it's, it's nice to be here, but it's it's – my routine is less disrupted than anybody else, yeah. obviously, here. But also, there's a point when you're like, you come home and you're like, oh, let's do this. And I'm like, well, you can't. Let's do that. No, you can't. But honestly, I think it's it's kept me sane to that degree. So, so Rob, yeah, you're on. You're oh, go ahead, Rob. Oh, I was going to say, there, there has been one benefit to this, um, especially for um, where I'm at. Like, there's uh, the liquor store in Heartland, the Kroger liquor store. They don't sell everything off the shelves now. So when you go over there, there's a good selection of everything. You know, I mean, it's not super high. I bought a bottle of McKenna the other day. They were fully stocked on, um, like, the the Eagle Rares. Um, 
they had a couple of other ones that I almost never see. They had like the Will It Four Year Estates out. So there was a bunch of decent stuff that you could just go get at any time, which has been nice. Well, that's, yeah, that's a plus, I guess. So, Rob, you're on the cocktail train today, right? Yeah, I've been drinking my quarantine cocktail. Um, it's the uh, the Heaven Hill Green Label Six Year. Um, and been putting 7-Up in that or Diet 7-Up or Diet L8s. Uh, you can also go Coke. So just a little bit of a highball. Um, it's been really enjoyable. His quarantini. Quarantini, I like quarantini, that. Quarantini, I like that. Sean, are you drinking anything now, or what have you been drinking? Uh, I've put a pretty healthy dent in a, a Evan Williams bottle and bond white bottle, white label. Yeah, I've been drinking good. that. I've been drinking that recently too, Sean. I like it's that good. one. And it's good to sip on. I mean, mm -hmm. if it if it feels a little fiery at that day, I just throw an ice cube in it. If it doesn't, I drink it and go ahead. Or if I feel like mixing it with you know, a late one or something. I'm not killing. I'm not killing it. Um, for the show right now, I'm drinking um, that whistle pig pick that we had the uh, weekend at uh, Bernie's that mm -hmm. Chad brought in a few weeks nice. ago. Yeah. So I'm finishing up that bottle, and so it's been good to me. Um, and using JW Dant for some, you know, slight mixers or something. That's yeah. about it. Um, I haven't gone hog a wild because, uh, yeah, the day drinking and. What I do kind of doesn't mix because occasionally I think I'm going to start this and then somehow hit me up on the text machine or an email. We need your input on this like today. Yeah. The dean needs an answer by five o'clock. I'm like, well, there goes that afternoon's of fun. So, <laughs> Chad, what have you been on? Uh, well, that's a that's a heavily loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to ask what he's not. I know. Please, sir, can you stick with the legal stuff? Yeah, I'm gonna stick back. I'm gonna plead the fifth on that. Today, I'm just drinking water, though. Oh, it's, okay, it's wow. Yeah. All right. Been low key doing stuff. That's cool. So I've been walking a lot too. Yeah, that's good. It's killing my allergies. It's pollen. Oh God, it's awful. Oh yeah, it's terrible. You think you you think like you come in and then you start sneezing and you're like oh, and then I'm like oh yeah, I was just outside. So yeah. <laughs> But well, here's a thought about that. Maybe because we all live in Ohio River Valley, the allergies are keeping us getting from getting to Wuhan. It can't get through that shit. Yeah, well, there's definitely a layer. There's a layer. There's, yeah. There's you a fight to the death. Like yeah, there's a fight to the death between the local pollen and the Wuhan. Yeah. Um, so, Chad, I, I guess, you know, besides the uh, the Evan Williams white label, is there anything else you've kind of been drinking? Yeah, I've been, I've been all over the, um, the green label still recently. Uh, mine and John's uh, seven-year Heaven Hill bottle and bond arrived. I still need to run that by. Um, and that's another thing we talked about all this. Like, like people are freaking out in some of the bourbon beer groups, like about shipping. Like, you know, it's just be fucking unpack it and wash your hands. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't need to suit up like you're going in to do like you know a brain transfusion to like. Yeah, that just seems like common sense sort of things. Yeah. You get the package. I mean, it's glass. You just wipe it down. You wash your hands. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah, and right. The stuff, and the stuff lives on cardboard in ideal conditions for 24 hours. So, what's it mean yeah. when it's been floating around in the in the universe, getting to your house? It it did. Well, yeah. it, so, it's, it's touched every other package too. So exactly. then, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So been drinking a lot of a lot of barrel proof stuff. Been calling it COVID killer. You know. Um, COVID's going to have a hard time in my throat and nostrils when all this is done, right? <laughs> there, there is one German physician who says that yes. high-proof whiskey 
Yeah. Huh. It. Interesting. Yeah, he's been he's been touting that cure. So I guess let's talk a little bit about how this is uh, what this has done to I guess the bourbon market. I suppose. Um, so people are still buying and selling. I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed. I mean, again, just the places that I've looked at, I've noticed some other stuff coming up, and I've also noticed some prices that have have trended downward. I mean, I don't know. It's it's, but it's still stuff that's readily available. I mean, Chad could probably tell you a little bit more about like the the higher end or the more more allocated things. But I've noticed that people are selling it now because probably they need a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the online groups are still going. I mean, you know, price fluctuations still are happening. I still don't. I don't know if it really ever recovered from the original BSM going down. It's still it's very bifurcated uh, in terms of what depends on what group you're in. Um, but it, yeah, people are still moving it. Apparently, liquor sales have been have been good. I thought it was yeah. interesting when I read the other day that they said Kentucky's gun sales uh, during this big boom when they said everybody was going to buy guns has actually been kind of lagging. And the only conclusion I could kind of draw from that is maybe that most people in Kentucky were. Well equipped and well armed, but because I, I know there, I know a lot I of the saw that too, and I yeah. think I saw where Kentucky was selling more vodka than anything else. I think it's yeah, I yeah. That too. Yeah, I mean, which isn't I mean, it's not that shocking uh, because you know I mean you, you you can mix that with anything. It's not like uh, I, it, when I saw that again, I I just wasn't like oh wow that's crazy it should be bourbon. Because I just think more people are drinking vodka, and you can mix it with juices and things like that. So it's cheaper too. I mean, you can get what a handle of TV ninety for probably what fifteen bucks. Well, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily drinking it either. I think when 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 all this started, hand sanitizer started flying off the shelf. I mean, vodka people were thinking that they could use that. At least some articles that I read that they could use huh. that as a as yeah. a sanitizer, but it's not high enough. So yeah, I was gonna say it's like eighty proof. So. Yeah. You got to get the pure grain to right. make the hand sanitizer. Right. So I guess that brings me to my uh, to my next topic here in terms of the bourbon world. Uh, distillers, distillers have have kind of switched over. And Chad, you said that that somebody sent you two big bottles, but yeah, they, Traverse, yeah. Traverse City. They've all not too big. They were two three seventy five. So like you know. Okay. Um, so you know, still, I mean, they're convenient to have in the car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But all these distillers have, have switched over to making making this hand sanitizer. I don't think, and you all can can we can kind of talk a little bit about this. I don't think it's going to affect their overall production, right? Of bourbon. I mean, is this gonna is this gonna have any impact on the the actual drinking market? I don't think so. I mean, I don't either. Can, I mean, it's like, this is probably stuff that, you know, it was not, not going to see market for at least four to six to 12 years anyway, right? So this is like a minimal minimal disruption to them, I would think, right? I'm sure they've thought about it, like yeah. doing their, you know, doing what they think is best for the economy and best for the people who need it versus, you know, looking like corporate, corporate greed. I don't know. I'm sure they put some, they're getting something out of it, of course, right? They're yeah. getting... No. If, if not the goodwill, the people, you know, I remember, hell, I've, I don't know. I've only had Traverse City whiskey once, so that was with Mossick. Um, uh, so it's a green label bottle with a gold gold lettering and thing. And it was good, but I'll be a consumer now. I mean, I don't know if, I thought maybe somebody had sent it to me. I've asked around. I don't know how I got on their customer list or whatever, but it worked yeah, for me, right? I, I think that what they're, this is really, I mean, kind of a more of a goodwill thing. Uh, yeah. I, I noticed that a lot of, like, the craft distilleries were on this first. Right, and they can put pressure on the larger distilleries to start doing 
um, their own production of hand sanitizer as well. Or not necessarily hand sanitizer, but like what you got. Uh, I know Buffalo Trace is putting out like their their basically their white dog product and things yeah. like that. Whatever their whatever Excuse their me. ever clear version is. So I think they were probably kind of pushed into it as well by these smaller distillers because they were getting lots of love. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're completely right. I saw Alltech was a first mover. Wilderness Trail was a first mover. Yeah. And apparently, Traverse City Whiskey. So you're right. If these small people are doing it, it's got to make the the corporate big boys have to do, jump in and do something. Oh yeah. yeah. And when you yeah, and when you think about it, this is not much off their bottom line because they were running this white dog anyway before they put it in something. It just they may not be using their most uh, famous mash bills to do it. It might be just straight corn going in, but it's nothing that's going to cost them. This stuff may be sitting there and just eating into their profits because they can't sell it or move it because nobody can get out. John? Well, I think <clears throat> I think they're right in the sense that, to me, I look at it as how many times do they have scheduled shutdowns? You know, you have a summer mm-hmm. shutdown or retooling or whatever, or maybe you shut down for cleaning just as a regular course of business. This is just an extension of that. I think they're, they're, most, most of these entities, their scale is large enough that even a month or so that you aren't housing whiskey, you can make up for that once this thing's done again um and you can you can put stuff away in it and as chad says it's you weren't you weren't housing stuff to sell in three months it's a long-term investment so they can right they can handle it but good on them for for being a part of the war effort to slowly move any productions you have towards something that's helping your fellow citizen today yeah, well, and, and I, but I do think it'll be interesting to see kind of what impact this has later on down the road, um, just because this is having an impact on farmers that people I don't think expected. Because without restaurants and hotels and and yes. school type places for for farmers to sell things, they're having to like dump milk and dump product, and you know yeah. stuff's going to rot because. They, there's not enough supermarkets to ship it to, and the way they ship this stuff, and I guess the way they package it stuff, it's it's for bulk resale, right? Which was the chicken wing problem. Um, yeah. Right? <laughs> so the NCAA, without the NCAA tournament, apparently these, these chicken wing purveyors had an overload of chicken wings, which they couldn't just dump onto the supermarkets because of the packaging and distribution and there's a whole was a whole bunch of stuff going in. So it's it's gonna be interesting to me to see what happens with the bourbon market down the road, especially with the closure of bars, hotels, restaurant type places. Yeah. I can speak that you're right on that, Carrie. I mean I hadn't even considered that about their impact in those realms. I mean, of course, liquor stores still doing fine, but that they shut down the gathering places like these bars, like you said, and nightclubs and music venues. Uh, like I said, a friend of mine that owns one, they started selling everything that they had uh, just to get it out of their inventory. I mean, why set on, you know, 40 cases of Knob yeah. Creek when you're right. expected, you know, when you were going through that, you know, every couple of weeks because you can't bring people in. So they started selling it off at, at good prices and, you know, yeah. So, and and they're and obviously again, these restaurants and stuff aren't going to be probably ordering more product. Um, right. Well, we I think I mean at, at that though I think you also the 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 places that were already doing that um, will will probably be doing 
as much. It's just drive through. I mean, it's interesting. Like the first couple of weeks, two, three weeks that we've been home, we did a lot of cooking. But at this point, even I am starting to get tired of that. So we've been we've been going out more, stopping through drive throughs and things like that. So I think that if you were already equipped for that sort of business, you'll probably be fine, and and probably still ordering. You might not be selling it as much, but you know, see, now I, I think that I would disagree with that because I think what happened. What I have seen is that the the sentiment was out there early on. Oh, we need to go buy takeout. We need to buy the curbside, that kind of thing, to help people out. But then as as this kind of waned on, they're like, okay, now we can't keep doing this because there are people that are – the income's not coming yet. Oh, that's true. The Trump cash isn't here yet. Nobody's sure when it's going to arrive. It's been an extended period, and people are arguing about when it's going to be mailed. Even that employment money, people aren't getting – as they have said, it might come. But one of the things that, that we've talked about is if I'm if I'm the guy that's running this place, I had I had this glut of food, so I have to do what I can and capitalize early. But then I'm going to stop buying. So we're going to have a scaled back menu. I'm going to have right. some mm-hmm. of our top sellers and things that I can get cheap and that I can keep. Like I'm probably going to scale back salads because there's there's people out there bitching and moaning, don't go get salads because it'll kill you yeah, with COVID. No. But like those kinds of things, maybe you start to scale back your perishables because if I don't sell them, I'm going to get screwed. Um, but yeah, I don't but know, would... at some point you have to look at that and say, I believe there are places that are having a good enough business they can continue this on some basics. But I think there's some places that are like we we can't sustain we can't sustain this model. We're just simply not turning the volume. Yeah, Sean, uh, thoughts on this at all? Kind of before we leave this topic for a minute. Um. Nah, I'm good. No? Oh, okay. All right. Sean's I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm passionate today. Because honestly, it's it's going to affect every single market. It's just a matter of when. It's not well, yeah, if, it, it's yeah. when. It's like we were talking in our other supply channels. It's, it's all about supply chains. And, you know, there's just so much you can do. Anybody who, can, who studied anything about supply chains knows that the consumer is the smallest part of any market. It's always the commercial customers who get everything. Case in point, the toilet paper. When I left my place of work, there was more than enough toilet paper in all the storage closets. In fact, we thought about liberating it. Yeah. And that's because it's two different supply chains that make toilet paper for uh, grocery stores and targets and all that, and people who make it for big industrial things. So that's kind of my fear right now is people aren't paying attention to supply chains and you know, when we do get out of our house, come August or September, the supply chains are really screwed up. And so then there we are. Yeah, and you're right. It's, it's going to be interesting to uh, to see. So, yes, I would encourage everyone to read up on supply chains. And that's that's your economic homework is read up on yes. supply chains. Okay, so, <laughs> so we, we got to talk about kind of... This is totally taking a nerd turn. Right. Well, I'm getting ready for it to take a not nerd <laughs> turn. Um, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. So we got to talk about kind of what's been going on in in our respective neighborhoods in our state and and kind of in in oh conjunction with 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 what other states are doing. And and I don't want to go necessarily again down a political road with this because we don't like to do that. But I think we can talk about about it in terms of a, a, a psychology type of thing. Let's let's kind of focus on it that way, because I think you can go down this road and talking about the psychology of people <laughs> without necessarily... People are the worst. I can tell you this. It's, it's, there's definitely 
two schools of thought out there. This, I think, is a very binary issue for most people. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it almost, it, it, but it, it doesn't necessarily fall so much along, like, you know, a left versus right kind of thing, like most politics do. There are people who I think are strong believers in freedom, and then yeah. there are those who basically say, well, I'm all for the better, my little part is for the better of the I've got one friend who I'm convinced is going to be climbing a clock tower pretty soon. I mean, that's oh. how, that's how fucking far gone they are in terms yeah. of, yeah. Wait, they, they, they need to stay off the internet and quit reading. Um, so to, <laughs> to take, no, it's not from the reading, it's from the, actually the, from the, these executive orders that have been put in right, place. Right, right. So, and, and it's kind of staying away from from that a little bit, and even staying away from the religious aspect of it, because our governor pre came out pretty pretty hardcore um, against gatherings in churches, which you know I think that's it was it was fair it was a fair point that he made. I guess I'm talking about more in the neighborhood sense. So we're in this quarantine, right, and we're at this stay at home, but we're still allowed to go to the store. We're still allowed to go outside one and, at a time and and walk around. Right or ride a bike or whatever. You could even walk with a friend as long as you're staying so far apart. Um, but there are people that have taken it upon themselves in our neighborhood. Anyway, I'll just say that y'all can speak to your own yeah, yeah. your own living situations across town here. Um, that like are really, 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 really enforcing this. Like really enforcing this well they feel like it's their job yes they're, they're the neighborhood watch if you will yes. um to the point where you know your face neighborhood facebook pages and this next door app is nothing but well we so and so it's so and so address had had two people over today and you can't do that and we're calling the cops on you and i'm not even kidding so rob what do you got going over on your side of town hey. The, the hill has nothing going on. We had a we had a Easter parade today. I mean, it was I a social it. distance. Like it. there was a bunny in a convertible honking his horn, and you know, people were, were coming out and waving at a, at a respectful distance. You know, I am I'm a five minute walk from Veterans Park, um, and I have I have walked that trail. Uh, it's been everybody again. The, the park is really full, but nobody's really getting together. Um, you know, we have people coming and going. I know a couple of my neighbors, um, they have, they're older, their kids come and check on them, things like that. So it's been really chill over here. Really blase. Sean, what, of course what, it is. what's been going over on over off of Liberty <laughs> road? It's pretty much the same as Rob. I mean, the neighbors are all just hanging out. We talk to each other six feet apart, you know, their kids play, they kind of like run, um, recess when their homeschooling is done i can always tell when they're done doing that because i look out and they're all playing either at one goal or nothing but the parents are apart and the kids aren't hugging each other um people walk and cross the street if you see somebody it's just you do your thing and you yeah. keep going it's you know it's there ain't no stasi living here <laughs> here we, we don't live in that neighborhood care we no. don't live in that bougie neighborhood now, see, and here's go ahead and here's the thing i just came back before we went to, i went over to see my mother for Easter dinner, you know, I took Easter dinner and I take all the precautions out so I don't bring anything back to her. But there, I'd be damned if somebody's gonna narc me because I went to see my mother who's in her 80s. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm just like, you know That's what, I got something for you, bro. 
it's because I'm just going to do this. I'm telling you, that's <laughs> that's what's going on over here. And in terms of the kids playing, oh, there's been plenty of people that have been appalled at, yeah. at groups mm. of, of teenagers mm. and children who are who are mm. congregating. So, Chad, you're on our side of town, but like in a different neighborhood. Yeah, it's been totally chill here. Um, uh, like I said, we've had several, and by several, I mean at least three uh, driveway drinking g- gatherings with probably ten of us. Again, you know, if you, you you'd be surprised, like you can sit in a driveway, yes. you know, Jen and I and several other couples, and you can have enough distance, you can still have everybody. You know, we yeah. sat out there from six p.m. till the till well after midnight a couple times. Um, have conversation, you ain't right. Like, yeah. But yeah. one of the people that we were with, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen what would happen if somebody would have called something in on that because <laughs> this is the same person who will be climbing clock tower. I think they're actively waiting for the boogaloo. Um, the only thing that I've seen happen is that, um, two friends of mine showed up, uh, the other day to socially distance and drink, uh, in the driveway. And they were standing at the back of one of the guys, tail, uh, the, his tailgate of his truck. And they both had a bush light and somebody slowed down and stared at them, but nothing, you know, I've not seen any, there's our neighborhood page is pretty stupid on Facebook and I'm not seeing anything stupid on there recently about this. So I guess that people just either don't give a shit or they're just really just their people are actually behaving over here. I don't know. They're probably afraid of you and the people in your driveway. Well, this is true. They should be because <laughs> these yeah. are the people that are ready to bug. So North now, side. North side. Right. So do a pro tip to survive the remainder of what's left of this. Please download the next door app. It's bad no. in the sense that people know you know where you live and that kind of thing, but it is, unadulterated entertainment that between that and our Facebook page for our neighborhood, it has been, and Carrie's not lying. It has been people posting addresses saying there's a party at this address saying you all are next door to my elderly mother. You don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. There've been children who were playing and stopped to ask questions and they'll put pictures of them up and who are your parents Uh and all this kind of Uh stuff. Oh yes. It's, I mean, it's one woman was nearly run over when she was walking her dog. And apparently we're all supposed to know that her dog has issues with this pink ribbon on its collar or something. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And I have a dog lady, but she was vehemently upset because more, more so, less so because they were nearly run over on a bike, but there were two people who she did not believe could have been siblings riding bicycles within six feet of one another and then did not give her an additional six feet as they passed in a public park type setting rob you're on mute um just fyi you went yeah Uh, there you go go. i figured you were trying to make a point and i'm like and i I thought he was just hand clapping yeah he accidentally went on mute yeah no i i was gonna say your neighborhood randomly was on a bunch of tweets that, yep. that I happened to see, which was just very funny that people were like, man, they're going crazy over here. And the, the other point of this, like the kid thing, somebody that uh, I know Sean knows their kids were playing basketball, you know, in, in their own driveway. They're, they're all brothers. The ball rolled into the other neighbor's like mm-hmm. yard. The neighbor called the police on these kids, you know, and, and, you know, you could take that a lot of different ways, but it's like, really? I mean, they're playing basketball. You know, this, this is a family. Stop it. I mean, I understand that, you know, people want, but again, it's, it's a bunch of, it's, it's, it's a really interesting 
psychological study, I think. In terms of people who really want to try and enforce these rules, and if we enforce these rules, the thing will go away quickly. Um, Not true. Versus, I think, people who are like, you know what, yeah, we want to enforce the rules, and you know, with the driveway drinking and the six feet apart, and we want to do that, but at the same time, we're not going to completely kowtow. Yeah, I think that, and I'm sure there's been... uh, lots of, of, of consumer and psychological studies on this. But I, I think it's also, those people always existed. They're the ones that if you're having a party, you're going to call that you're having a party, or if it's too much noise, or whatever it is that they don't like, the Karens of the world are going to Karen. That's true. You, Sean, go ahead. No, I, no, I, I mean, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Sean. I'm just thinking, you know, here's the other flip side is, if you snitch on your neighbors... And if times get really rough, guess what? If I'm your neighbor, I'm going to say, fuck you. Yeah. You call me on this little thing. You're on your own. Yeah. You, you do what yeah. you got to do. I'm saving my ass and my people's ass, and you're on your own because you snitched. Yeah. You ain't like chair. Go ahead. No, I, I mean, I'm kind of losing my train of thought on this, too. But it's, uh, it's, it's to me, it's just kind of maddening that these people that, that do this, like, yes. they call in. And you know, I'm, I've never downloaded our next door app because I'm because I can't even yeah. deal with the Facebook page. I can't imagine because <laughs> we get we get notifications for it all the time, like that we are one of the few neighbors that haven't done it. But man, it's <laughs> see, that's people, crazy. This, people have never had to do this before, like you know, in the local, and you're and you're, you're wasting your basically your fucking breath because nine one one. They're not, they get these calls all the time. My wife works there. They she knows how this all works. Come in, and most of them they tell to call the state's compliance number. Yeah. And so, what do we have? Like thirty-five sheriffs, uh, yeah. officers in this town. They can't. They can't. What are they going to fucking do? Are they going to throw you in jail where they're releasing people anyway because of potential COVID stuff? I mean, it, the whole. I get the idea and the intent, but these people, I think, is this their one psychological moment where they can be that Karen? It's crazy to me to think like I'm gonna. I don't have the bandwidth to give a shit enough about Thank people you. not complying with that, right? Hey, yeah. no. you you get you you lie down. What is it? Lie down with dog. You get fleas. If you were to party with fifty people and you're all shoulder to shoulder, and one of you gets sick, you got yourself to blame. Yes, I don't think it's the government's job to to fix that. But but again, I just feel like essentially those people aren't thinking. Because that's the way they think about everything. To where we're we're different in that respect. Right. Everybody that's here, they're always thinking that way. It's like the the people that are calling because there's some strange person walking down their street. They're always thinking that way. This is just giving them a, a, an opportunity to get out there and express it a little more and even take more control of the situation to them. No, the I, nosy neighbor thing, anyway. Yeah, 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 definitely for sure. Chad, John would encourage you to get on that next door app. He, it, it's an endless source of entertainment for him. It well, is. We should, maybe we should just for the giggles. It's then, fascinating. Yeah. Just well, I mean, Chad will lose his shit. <laughs> they well, no, that's probably true. They know, like, they know where you live. But the thing of it is, now I know who you are, and I know where you are. So, like, as as somebody pointed out on here, if if things do go to hell, I ain't going anywhere near your house. Yeah, no. you're, you're not getting any help from me. It's you should have stood in line and bought a gun like everybody else did in the appropriate fashion to do whatever you needed to do or toilet paper or peanut butter or whatever you whatever what, it what is have yeah. you whatever it is that you want. OK, so, yeah, look, Rob, I, I liked I liked your whole take on that, that Karen's going to Karen. 
yeah, Karens of the world unite, I mean, right? Yeah. Well, and this, there's nothing you can do. They're always going to ask for the manager. Oh, totally. <laughs> this sort Preach of situation. Brother, I want to speak to the corona. I want to speak to the coronavirus manager, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I want to speak to the corona manager. All right. Uh, I think we got we got at least one more topic on here that we can talk about, and um, you know that's something that we're all into uh, uh, that we don't have right now. Well, besides alcohol, um, but sports. So, oh man, what happened to the coronavirus couple that got stuck? Oh, okay. Well, we can talk about them real quick. So, um, there's this couple that went on their honeymoon in the Maldives. That's how you pronounce yep. that, right? Yes. Um, beautiful part of the world. And they ended up getting stuck at their resort. Now, do you think this would be awesome? Like, they they weren't able to get out. Um, the way that I read it is that the country closed. Like, they're from South Africa, and I think South Africa closed, and then the Maldives closed. And they ended up being the last people at this resort. And the article that I read, they actually said it's not as awesome as it sounds. Because, number one, they were still being charged for being at the resort. That's Bush League. Yeah. Number two, it was weird well, because they, I think the I think the article said that they were it was heavily subsidized by by the resort owners because of them being the only two people and they were, and they yeah. couldn't get out. It wasn't their okay. fault. Right. Yeah. But the people at the resort still had to continue to work at the yes. resort because there was two people at the resort. So they said that they had they would go to, into the dining area to eat because that's what they had to do, and there'd yeah. be all these people standing around looking at them. Um, yeah. And oh yeah, so, that would be good. That's, yeah. no, that's not cool. That's so not cool. that that was kind of the the dilemma. They wanted to go home, and frankly, I mean, yeah, it's paradise. But I think I would probably want to go home too. So, Chad, I'm going to start with you on this. Yeah, well, I mean, you you got you know, some of the, the cool things about that. I think that that so yeah, they were the only two left there, and they tried. They they got in contact with the embassy. And the embassy basically said, well, you can get a speedboat and make it to the main island or something like that. And then you can charter your own plane flight back for $104,000 or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. So what they ended up doing, I think that they stayed long enough, and I think only recently, like last week, they, they actually got them to, those two from the resort with several other uh, people from South Africa who were in those islands as well, to the main island and where they all have to will have to share the cost of of a plane, like to, to get them all, all 12 of them, I think there was back. I think it's crazy. I can't imagine, I mean, not having any other interaction other than the person you're with, like where people always say, hey, oh, wouldn't it be great to be stuck on a desert island? And in fact, it, or not a on a uh, deserted island. Yeah. Or a tropical resort, right? Tropical, yeah. And it's like, apparently it's not, right? If it's just you and your, <laughs> like, your honeymooner. It's just you and your boo out there. Yeah, uh, Sean, what, what do you think? I, I think, one, it's kind of stupid, because I'm looking at the article right now. It's kind of stupid as the government regulations in the Maldives doesn't allow any of the staff to leave as long as there are two or guests there. That's stupid. If you want to keep people there for their own safety and insurance reasons, well, have like five of the staff stay, including the cook, or just, you know, and then everybody else go, or... Hey, here's the keys to the kitchen. Knock yourself out. Don't burn the place down. That's um, kind of that's totally yeah. what I'm thinking. It seems ridiculous. You can yes. bend some rules here that because if you're sitting there and the entire staff is looking at you because you're the only two people at dinner, that's super uncomfortable. Oh, they yeah. thought I mean, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So bend a few rules for these four people that are stranded 
thousands of miles from home that are still having to pay to be there. And, and a couple of bit of break. <laughs> yeah. John, opinion on and, this? Well, I agree. I didn't realize that, but I was just looking at that as well, what Sean saw. It, it is ridiculous that you have to have the staff. Now, because if you have two people, you should have three staff, maybe two staff. Maybe they work in shifts, but everybody else should go home. There's no reason for you to be here. Uh, uh, yeah. You're just standing around waiting to clear the two plates that we have at dinner for no real reason. Just just have somebody there to cook. Let them know we're probably not going to change the sheets every day. And if you right. want to go in the pool, we probably need about an hour to get Tony down here so he can watch so you don't drown. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was probably the most ridiculous thing in all of this was the fact that, that they did make the staff stay. And these were like these little huts on stilts, I guess, too, is a picture that yeah. I saw yes. that yeah. they were like staying in, right? So, yeah. yeah. We're not going to change your sheets. And, Sean, I like I like your whole thing. Here's the keys. Good luck. Yeah. To, don't burn the place down. Yeah. I mean, you know, or, or just have a, a skeleton crew be like, you know, th- this is where the stuff's at. And don't put anybody at any more risk than they want to be. I mean, you know, but I, I suppose on the flip side of this is I don't know if they'd have been the resort workers were being paid to leave anyway. So they might actually, you know, they, they no, might I, actually I, be. I think what I read is like the resort, the resort workers had to quarantine after they left. Right. After they left that property, they were had to quarantine for like a week or two. Oh yeah, they're gonna hate just people. just to make sure, right? <laughs> just stare daggers at which is which moment. is like think of like how infinitesimally small that percentage is for them to like have been there for a couple weeks and then have it, right? I mean, yeah, none of that makes yeah. sense. I mean, Still, definitely not the worst place in the whole entire world to to be no. stuck. Oh hell no, hell no. <laughs> no. Somebody you, else is stuck somehow. Uh, and uh, if I think of it, I'll bring it up. But there's some like. Uh, it's a, a actor or rock star that's stuck oh, no, somewhere. No, um, um, the it, Chicago, former Chicago Bears quarterback. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Cutler and, yes. and Kristen Cavallari and, they, and their hairdresser are stuck somewhere. They, they were stuck in the Bahamas. I think they ended you, up getting out. You would know then. Okay, but yeah, they 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 were <laughs> also course. they were stuck in the Bahamas. I think for like two weeks or something like that. Again, um, they're wealthy. That is not a bad place to be stuck. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely true, especially if you have the, the salt cash. water. Rona doesn't even live in salt water, right, John? Uh, who knows? Sure. <laughs> that's what you should be bathing in, and before you get into your car after you're after you fingered all the 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 Kroger produce. Yeah, really, right? Oh, so speaking of produce, you know, I'm just I'm gonna con- totally go off board here. How about all these jackasses that think it's funny to go in? to a store and lick $1,800, $3,500 worth of merchandise to get on the internet. Did you, all see, did you all see that one? I think it was in like somewhere in Asia where the guy, uh, or no, it was in Italy. I think it was in Italy. And it's amazing video footage. This guy is arguing with like the, the person at checkout and yeah. he turns around and he starts spitting on all yep. the produce and the store owner comes over there and like, he doesn't hit him with his fist, Ow. but he gets uh, like a palm strike, Sean. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Knocked, he nailed he it. knocked that motherfucker back to pre-Brexit days. <laughs> I mean, it was, he wilted like, like man. Oh, it yeah, was, it was, it was a good insane. hit. It was a good hit. But how <laughs> yeah. about, how about these jackasses in the United States that think this is funny for like Instagram fame or, or, or something like that? It, I think. Are the same shit birds that were like licking ice cream. Right, exactly. Yeah. Rob, real, real quick opinion on that. 
they're idiots. Uh, I, I think, like Chad said, that video I feel like is is the the retribution and the justice that that man deserved. Uh, totally. I think we all applauded that. Sean, you need summary execution. Enough said. Let's just <laughs> that's, that's clean up the because what? Clean up the gene pool, okay? I mean, if they're that <laughs> stupid to think that's cool and get me on Instagram, they don't need to be reproducing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I, th- I think they're getting charged with felonies. Chad, is is that yeah. is that right? I'm sure they were. Yeah, Good. yeah. Well, you know those, those laws. Yeah, those laws are on the books from when the AIDS epidemic, which exactly. we all we all know, because people were spitting on cops or trying to bite cops if they were yeah. had uh, HIV, and they pass a bunch of laws. That's a, that's a felonious assault. So that's what yeah. they're using to apply with this. Just ab- absolutely ridiculous. Um, but, but like I, I said, this is probably not the best in all of us. I'm, I'm quite certain. <laughs> people are yes. people are the worst. People are the worst. Okay, so let's circle back to the 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 thing that we like that we don't have right now, and that's sports. And I guess um, the whole opinion from you all that I want to get or your your opinion is: Will sports ever return? And if it does, when will it? And in what what form, Rob? Um, I th- I definitely think it'll return. You're talking about billions and billions of dollars. I know they're doing this horse thing on ESPN tonight, which I'm not super stoked about, but I might end up watching it because there's nothing else on. Um, <laughs> I think that, you know, I, I mean, I feel I- I'll be curious about football if it starts up. Um, and if it does, I feel like it's going to be an abbreviated season. Um, just simply for people to get in the, to, to round into shape and stuff like that. But I feel like we're going to have football in some sense. Uh, I feel like this, the fall sports will be where they start to come back. Sean? Uh, the NBA is done just because we're so late into their season. They're just going to probably bag it. Um, Major League Baseball, which I can't stand, will probably kick off sometimes in July and have a real short season. Maybe we have the... Um, the World Series, instead of October, maybe it actually ends in September, like it's supposed to, just because of that. Um, as for football, um, we will probably, I see an abbreviated college season and probably a full-length uh, NFL season. Um, just because college um, will have to end up sharing dates for broadcast with basketball and women's basketball, and that's a lot of time to compress, especially where we live with the SEC network. You know, they only got so many hours in a day, and they're going to start saying, hey, we got to cut some things. So that's where I am with this. Chad, where are you stand? Well, I got a qualifier on, on your questions. But I think, didn't I see something this week where the Major League Baseball is talking about having playing their season like all out in Arizona? Like, yeah. Against- yeah. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Japan actually tried that uh, back last month at some point, and they tried to start oh. playing in empty stadiums, and it ended up that players started testing positive, and I think they ended up shutting it down. Okay. So is your question about do sports come back with audiences or just sports? Um, I, yeah. I thought I- you, could, you could throw audiences in there if you want to. I, don't, I honestly don't see that happening until – until either one, like a vaccine or a right. actual like, a drug that cures us out there, or access to testing enough so that you can do like what they did in South Korea, look for the early indicators and like isolate those people, right? Get everybody to. So, with that being said, if those things aren't in place, it, you might not see sports again for 18 months. Hmm. That's, I mean, you know, hopefully I'm wrong because shit, I was watching the 2004 Masters repeat in standard definition yesterday. I mean, that's how shitty it's gotten, right? It's, Oh, I, 
I got you one better. I was watching the '97 script spelling bee with the with the crazy girl. U and M. Yeah, so that was uh, that was good. Then, then I watched uh, I watched most of the last year's national championship with LSU and Clemson, and I watched some other thing from the Wayback Machine as well. And that was that was today's viewing. I have discovered that I do like these some of these esports though. Marble racing is pretty damn fascinating. Oh yeah, I watched marble racing. Oh, yeah. it is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that I was that much of a dork that well, I was around. I'm telling you, a pair of mutual this. window, sir. A pair of yeah. mutual window for marble racing. <laughs> wow, that's well, that, that, I mean, yeah, John. Go. That point, Oh, oh, I was just saying, at that ahead. point, I mean, I've been watching Carrie's and, and John's horse racing. Yes. I mean, we just need to get that on. What was the what was the app we used to to sponsor or promote? Oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, bet, the betting, the betting, the betting, my yeah. bookie. John my still uses we, we that. Need, yeah, we need to get, like, some of that going on with your horses. <laughs> hey, why not at this point? John, what's your take on this? Well, it's, uh, I believe that college sports will return. It'll be empty stadiums because nobody's, they're, they're not going to have, well, I believe sports will return to empty stadiums. They're not going to allow people to gather until there's a vaccine or some sort of antibody test that tells us definitively somebody has some immunity. It's just not going to happen. The The college thing, though, is a significant issue. I don't, I don't think you can allow college sports to happen if you're not going to have – the first step is having students on campus. And as, yeah, I was as, thinking that, as too. As people yeah. have pointed out, they're already – they've given up on summer school – and they've said it's all going to be online. We're now hoping that you can get students back on campus in August or September. Um, Stoops, the local football coach, was talking about that. And he's like, well, we normally have four weeks for strength and conditioning. And we normally yeah. have six weeks for actual right. game planning and that kind of thing. And he said, we can still do it in a, a total of eight, which would be compressing things. But it's you've got these kids that... Um, are they were sent home so they're all sitting at home unless you went to alabama and then they gave you a, a uh, they gave you an uh, some sort of a tracking device pre-programmed it and now they're sending out messages to you that you're not active enough which is of course an ncaa violation allegedly so you have these players that are not they're not going through this stuff they don't some of them it, it's truth of fact. Some of them have the weights at home. Some of them have machines at home. Some of them don't. Yeah. Some of them depended on public public courses, right. the YMCA, that kind of thing. They just don't have the means to have home gyms. So those kids, in a disproportionate fashion, are not going to be able to, to keep up with what they need to do. So these coaches are sending them like body weight um, exercises and things to do, body resistance and that kind of thing. So it's they're trying. They're doing what they can. But there's it'll definitely happen with no fans in the stands because it's too dangerous but if but it John, doesn't happen point, some of these schools are going to lose athletics period because football buys it pays hey, the I way for so many yes. sports that like it it may be you may have a commensurate number of men's and women's sports in the spring that you can't you cannot field teams in yeah. you know air rifle or track and field or that kind of stuff because football didn't happen with the tickets yeah chad go ahead yeah. Yeah, what's to John's point, I was going to say, like, his thing, talk about strength and conditioning. Without those things, that, you know, that raises the level of risk of injury, too, right? Absolutely. So, so you know, like, what's an AD going to do when faced with that? Like, yeah, you could do it in a compressed time manner or whatever. But then I think you're ultimately putting these kids who are not being paid um, at risk, right? I mean, look, look what's coming out about Tua. Have you, have you all been seeing that stuff? Yeah. Where these people basically say he's, he's, his body is brittle. He's had multiple breaks, Susan. Like they, they, like a couple teams haven't even passed it as a physical. 
So imagine that. I mean, and this kid was, you know, a rock solid player with access to everything at one of the probably the one of the biggest football schools of all time. And imagine just saying the same caliber of athletes. Yeah, you don't have access to stuff like John was saying at home. And but we can do it in a couple weeks here at school and get you on the field and then just get you just annihilated, right? But yeah. I guess on the flip side, these kids want to play as well, right? I mean, I, right, yeah. right. Rob, go ahead. I'm just gonna say that that that's to me. They're gonna play those kids whether they're in shape or not. If they can, if they can find some way to get them out on that field, I mean, it, it's oh, it, Rob, it's, the NCAA wouldn't do that ever. Oh, <laughs> see, I, I hear sarcasm in there. No, they're gonna Are you put referring those kids to the out. student, the student athletes who have been cheated yes, of an education for the spring because, semester? Yeah, because it's gonna pay for the other sports, and you know, I think Carrie might have said it. They they want to be out there to begin with. Uh, they're going to put them out there as soon as they can because it's just a revenue generated. Yeah, and then I do think that they're going to have all kinds of injuries because kids aren't going to be in in total shape. And if they try and fast track getting them in shape, it's just going to add more injuries. I mean, I I don't know. As much as it hurts my heart to say it, I don't know if they should have college football this season. I I really don't know. Well, but I think if you were going to do it, if you you got to a point where you could do it, and again, I don't think... I think the the issue is going to be can we have these kids on campus more so than the training yeah. and all that. Yeah. But yeah. if if we get to the point that. where we can have kids on campus in these dorms that are basically petri dishes while they're running around doing whatever to each other, then there there's a point at which we all just well you know they are. We we there's a point at which we have to say we're going to forego we're going to have 6 to 8 weeks of of mandatory conditioning and then we're going to have 2 or 3 weeks of game planning. Because from a coach's perspective, most of these coaches are in it for the right reasons, and I, I think they would want that. Because it's you can't it's it's hard on everybody to sit there and watch a kid lose both legs in one play or something crazy. But it's you're just going to have kids that maybe nobody knows the plays, but they're at least in a position where they can be healthy enough to to compete on the field. Well, Sean, you work on a major college campus. What do yes. you think? Uh, you could call it working, but it's another story. Um, I think John is kind of right about getting students back on campus. Um, Given what things are going through right now as far as the cleanliness, I could see probably allowing, say, the basketball, men's and women, and the football back on campus, even though they're online, just because that's a small contained. Maybe the swimming and diving teams and some of those other smalls, because they're all in one dorm. But the big revenue sports, I could see them making every effort to bring them back on campus because that is a huge chunk of change. Yeah, as, at, at, at my place of work, that's $43 million that ESPN cuts us every year. And ESPN is hemorrhaging money. If ESPN's got to fly in, fly in a virologist from Antarctica to solve this, they yeah. will do it. <laughs> my, my other thought on this is, and this is like we were talking about with like the Maldives thing. Okay, I know these seasons are kind of set, but you can yeah. move them around. There, there's yeah, no, can. yeah, there's no, you can make some legal, legal wrangling. You can move them to wherever you want. We only do this because it doesn't interfere with the other sports. Right. So to Rob's point, this is this is another point that I've made about this whole issue. This is a once in a in a generation, well maybe life definitely lifetime, probably generation, maybe century, opportunity to change anything you ever wanted to change. If you oh, yeah. didn't if you didn't want to do the bullshit that you're doing now, 
COVID-19 and we're going to change. So college basketball coaches have bitched forever that we're the, they're the only two-semester sport. You have to play both in the fall and the spring. Right. So now's their chance. Same thing with the NBA. If you just realigned this whole thing and said college and NFL get the entirety of the sport for the fall and we're going to start NBA yeah. on January, Christmas Day maybe, January uh-huh. 1st, do whatever you want to do there, do the same thing for college basketball, make it a one-semester sport, and then you maybe March Madness becomes, you know, April or May Madness, and the NBA would start, and then they would continue on until football started again. It would do wonders for – I think it would be good for everybody. It's the perfect opportunity to do it. You can change whatever you want to, and it eliminates the American people from the boredom of summer and baseball. (laughs) A mitzvah for us all. Well, and That that, that actually sounds great because baseball just runs the entire year anyway. 162 (laughs) games. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what changes, if any, come out of all of this, and and if we actually do have fall sports, I'm hopeful but not optimistic. I will just I will say that. Yeah, I think somebody just messaged me just now and said that uh, Andy called for five more weeks of uh, this stuff tonight. I didn't. I don't. I don't watch him because oh, I don't. We like don't talk about that now. The truth. Yeah, well, no, we can talk that. about the truth. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Let's not do that. Let's yeah. not do that. No, we're not going to go down that road. I'm curious, what's the truth? Well, it's what I've been telling people this for a while. The feds are going to say we're good and we can do this because Fauci said he wanted to lock down and everybody else is against it. The feds are going to do whatever they want to do. Bashir is going to keep us locked down at least four weeks longer than everybody else. I guarantee you. Oh, I don't he's, doubt. He's sold on that. that he's sold on that, and we the state will be locked down much longer than everybody else is. I, it's a shame we don't have Adam because Nebraska has had much fewer numbers, fewer restrictions, that kind of thing. So I'd, I'd be interested how that, that sort of worked in other states, but it's here. We're, we're, we're in a situation where every, every week brings more restrictions and we've not yet seen the point at which what's the limit. At what point do you say you can't go anywhere anymore you have to be out one time a week, that kind of thing. I don't. It's. I think. I think uh, the next. You know, yeah. The next. Have, step have is, you all thought about the irony of this? How many times yes. the five of us have been like pro states' rights activists, right, and advocates? Yes. And now all of a sudden, it's like that's the thing that's kicking our ass, right? You know, I, I'm fine with the way that this has gone down with uh, with with the states making all the decisions. I would probably have more of an issue with it if it was a federal mandate than anything else. Because I mean, I I, I want to stand by my my principles there. Whatever we decide, you know, we had an election. We have a governor. He makes the decision. He she makes the decision. That's fine. You know. Oklahoma's going to do their own thing. I'm fine with that, but if it starts to become more of a federalized thing, then then, then I'm going to be like, whoa, this is kind of weird. Yeah, I I, I I would agree with that. I I like that you know states are going to state right, and you know I it, support it, but I, depends there, on where you live. There is an issue in the situation where you have. Like Tennessee is not doing, first of all, there's no reason to have ever gone to Tennessee, but now you can't go to Tennessee because those people are infested with everything they can think of. I've known for a long time, but it's finally people are (laughs) realizing that the the vermin that is down there, you cannot deal with. And you certainly don't want to bring it home on you. That chick gets everywhere. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're uh, going to have to wrap this one up. Um, 
Rob, I think you switched to uh, beer-flavored water, didn't you? I, I did. I moved on over. Uh, I, had, uh, I had some. I had some people bring me up a, a new beverage. Uh, I got the Ultra. Uh, we're looking at I think like ninety six calories, low carb. It's uh, it's good for you. It's, it's good. So it looks me. like I've seen video evidence now, and I've screen capped it, Rob. I'm going to report you to Uncle Andy. I think you're breaking. Uh, you're breaking the rules, sir. Um, we can't no. be doing that. Not we at all. Be doing that. Not at all. <laughs> so, Sean. Uh, I, I guess, whatever. How was what you were drinking? The Whistle Pig, it was excellent as we had the first time. Um, that was a solid pick, Chad. You guys knocked it out of the park with that one. Thank you, buddy. All right, Chad, what do you got uh, lined up this week? Anything? Uh, this week coming up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's wow. a good one. That's a good one. Oh, wow. <laughs> In terms yeah. of drinking? Uh, uh uh yeah, I'll, I'll be starting that here probably next thirty forty five minutes. <laughs> Get in that old Heaven Hill Green Label, baby. All right. Hey, the, the new stone, will, yeah. uh, the stone drink by four twenty uh, I double IPA that's out is solid. The Sweetwater. No Stone Brewing. They're drink oh, by stone, stone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say Sweetwater ain't never made anything that's tasty. Well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. Speaking <laughs> speaking of beer, just real quick, um, we picked up some Urban Artifact, which is up there in in Covington. It's in an old church, and they specialize in sours. And they have this beer called the Gadget. And oh, wow, if you like fruit beer, I love fruit beer. Man, that thing was delicious. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I've never followed beer. back up with you with you all on this. I've come around on sours. Yeah, Even I, though I passed I, on that one that Dexter brought over that you guys love so much, yeah, that yeah, about yeah. gave me an that gave me an allergy and I had to take a Benadryl yeah. after. Oh, yeah, you almost died. <laughs> I've had a couple, two or three recently that I've quite enjoyed. Rob's got to keep those calories down, so. Sure, right. I'm interested in the ones you like, Chad. Yeah, I'll have that, that. I think they were from the Vale Brewing out of uh, Virginia. All right, out of out of my beer shows back when people could, you know. Could get together and hang out and hang out and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. I remember those Back days. The old days. All right. So, John, do you want to talk about the Rowan's Creek real quick? Yes, it was. It's a hundred proof uh, from Bardstown. Hot. It was hot. It was very Shouldn't hot. Shouldn't be, but it was. It, it was, was hot. It was spicy. It's been open for a while. It, but it, it should have mellowed. It but didn't. it didn't. No, it didn't. Um, it's it's a good solid baseline sort of thing. It's. Uh, 30, 40 bucks, something wow. like that. Wow. It was okay. But it's, no. I would not go again. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I'm not going to There's drink. a lot better 100 proofers out there. Uh, there's Get a lot. You a bottle yeah. Bottle. yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, that's going to do it for this quarantine episode. I'm guessing there will be whatever, how many more, five weeks. I don't even know. Um, my brain might uh. not even be working by then. So, But we're going to try to keep going. So appreciate it, and I appreciate everybody who listens to us. Thank you very much. Stay safe out there. Yeah, stay, stay safe. safe. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Podcast B-A-B-O. We're on Instagram. Um, we are still on 12 Ounce Sports Radio, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. Peace. Damn hands, people. <laughs> That's right. That's right.